0: I edited everything you said out of this podcast, it'd probably be better. No, stop it. Joking. What
1: do you think I'm going to uh, talk about? How you asking me to read your mind? Yeah. Um, well, if I were you, and if you I'm were not, yeah, but if you, if you I were, were me, to...
0: what, what do you think I would choose to talk about right now? Sleep. Okay. Haircuts. <laughs> <laughs> and what I want to talk about is I'm just you know, upset about this quarantine. There are a lot of things that are upsetting about it. One, we can't celebrate mass for the people. We have to celebrate it privately. Uh, two, can't uh, hear confessions unless it's an emergency or at, in danger of death. Um, three, I have to see you all the time. Get to. Four, uh, no marriage prep. And I love marriage prep. And I love talking... Um, and just walking with couples and I'm very inspired by a lot of their love. Um, it can be very difficult at times, but it can be incredibly fruitful. And one thing, I don't know, you do marriage prep too. So correct me if I'm not as good as you though. I know. Well, let's be (laughs) honest. One thing that always comes up and I'm, and I wish I was better at talking about it. But one thing that always comes up is prayer. Like that's a huge thing for me to talk about with the couples Nine times out of 10, couples who are preparing for marriage do not pray together. Do you agree with that? in your Yeah. like, they pray, like they pray, they're Christians, they pray, they, you know, go to mass, they do their own personal prayer, but they do not pray together. So, um, I always not, not only encourage, but I like order my couples to like pray together. So because <laughs> they don't, they, it's uncomfortable because it's intimate because it's incredibly intimate to be able to share your heart like that in prayer to God and with another person. And in a way, couples haven't reached that level of intimacy yet, Um, that there are butterfly feelings, like wanting to, you know, be physically with someone. But when it comes to prayer, they're not ready for that kind of intimacy. Um, And it takes a lot of courage and it takes practice. Do you agree with this? Yeah, for sure. Okay. In fact, I do that too.
1: It's like one of our first meetings. Yeah. It's very awkward. Totally awkward. It's so awkward. But it's
0: so necessary. If they, if you want to develop intimacy with your spouse, is like praying together is an amazing way to do that. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, a couple months ago, I met with a couple for the first time. And mm-hmm. this is very rare, but I asked them, okay, so question. Do you guys, do you guys pray together? Mm-hmm. And uh, usually the answer is like, well, I mean, I do my prayers, like, I, I pray, I, prayer is kind of private for me. You know, it's my own thing. Um, but these, this couple was amazing. They said, oh yeah, we do. Hmm. I was like, okay, well, what does that look like? And um, the guy was like, okay, well, actually, do you? let's just pray right now. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, are you serious? And he was Catholic? Like, yeah. Yeah, they're both Catholic. They're both hmm. They, one of them was a Focus missionary, so oh, there you go. Boom! <laughs> Shout out to all Focus missionaries out there. Hello. You guys are rock stars. So anyway, they uh, so it was amazing. They they held hands. They looked towards each other. The dude,
1: are they praying to each other <laughs> or <laughs> with each other?
0: <laughs> the the dude uh, raised his hand over his soon to be wife and just prayed words over her. And then the, then she did the same thing to him. And then they prayed over me. And it was, I was like, who are these people? I can't wait to marry them. Can you get married right now? I was like, let's elope. Let's do this. Um, but anyway, uh, I, that's one thing I wanted to talk about. Because especially in quarantine right now, God is really, I think, calling families to and, and spouses to a deeper intimacy with each other. Um, and that is done through prayer. I think it's a beautiful thing to
1: set the bar for them because they don't know, really know what, where the bar is. Yeah. And so when they walk into the room to get, to receive marriage prep, like I just imagine that they're going like a lot of things are going on in their minds totally when they walk in. Yeah. And so for you to put them to put that like praying together on the list of things that they need to do in order to have a successful marriage, successful, healthy spiritual marriage, that's great. That's great. I only do it like the first or second meeting. So, so as to show them how awkward it is. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I never check in on them oh, okay. as to whether or not they're actually do
0: continuing to yeah. do it. Do you ever uh, like yeah, follow absolutely. up? I follow up every time. I was like, so how, how was your was prayer? Praying together? Yeah, I was praying together. And, and what did they say? Uh, sometimes they're like, well, we, yeah, this one night we pray to Hail Mary. All right. Go on. See, <laughs> and that's it. But uh, sometimes it's been very, very fruitful. And I've gotten texts from couples saying, thank you for a deeper relationship. Thank yeah. you for giving us this deeper relationship. Because that's what it does. Yeah, just to add to that, I think
1: what makes prayer so powerful is the person praying making themselves vulnerable. So vulnerable. Not only to God, but like if you overhear somebody praying, have you ever overheard somebody praying? It's almost like, I got to get out of here yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is I, their time with God. Yeah. And if you overhearing, you almost feel like, I'm sorry, you're hearing what you're not supposed to be hearing.
0: Yeah.
1: Why I think it praying together um, improves intimacy between couples is because you can actually hear what the other person is praying for. You can not only join them, but you can share in their weaknesses and they can share in yours.
0: So one thing that I've heard before, and it has to do with us just talking about this, just with marriage prep and couples, like, okay, Father Tim, you're great. You're a mediocre priest and everything. But uh, how can you give marriage prep to someone when you're not married yourself and you're a celibate? Like, how is that even a thing? Um, I don't know if you've gotten that before. Nobody's ever told me that to my face. Yeah, someone told me that. It was wow. after, Yeah, it was after a mass. Because I, I usually sometimes I bring up marriage prep during sure yeah during my homilies and this person who will remain nameless just said, yeah. you know you might not want to talk about that as much as you do because you're not married and you don't really get it yeah and so I was kind of taken aback and I'm like I'm sorry <laughs> I just I'm doing what God wants me to do like even in my three years of priesthood so far I have dealt with I think. 13 or 14 different couples in marriage prep and you get a sense of so many different beautiful things, issues, successes, failures within relationships, Um, whereas a couple who is preparing for marriage, all that they've really seen is one couple themselves. And so to get an outside perspective on someone who has seen so many and worked with so many different relationships, uh, it's it is healthy it is help
1: yeah it is helpful yeah and it would be kind of a lie to to think that you wouldn't be able to help just because you're not married it's like somebody saying oh you can't help me if i'm drowning you can't help me because you're not drowning yeah like that's ridiculous that doesn't make any sense yeah so or you can't help me because you can't help me with my eating disorder because you don't have an eating disorder Mm. you can't help me with my depression because you're not depressed. That's a good point. The value in the, in priests preparing couples is yeah. So it's it's true. Like we're not married, we don't really experience the day to day life of a married couple. But our experience is doesn't lie in the day to day how to practical of how to be married. You go go to your parents, go to your other friends who are married for that. Where our experience is valuable is that our we are called to teach. What God, um, why God established the sacrament as a sacrament. The institution of marriage existed long before the sacrament. Uh, It was made a sacrament, but it was elevated to the level of a sacrament because God wants to make people holy through the sacrament of marriage. Shout outs. A ton of shout outs. Shout outs. So we've gotten some emails thanking us for the podcast. And I'm just trying to go through some of them tim fitzpatrick who we're used to seeing like every day timmy uh, shout his out wife to dory tim. yeah dory Be excellent great. baker did we shout out the plazas yet no but we are right now we should do that shout out to leo and Sharice, charlie and bishop if you're listening
0: you guys are awesome we, we need some uh more. we need some ponce. <laughs> we always need make puns-ed. us ponce now we always need that Shout out to Mary Ellen Fasolo and her family. Fasolo's, yeah. Shout out. Julian Eastman, too. The twos. The twos! Yeah. They sent a nice email. They did. For Midge and Bill Mountain, our neighbors. That's good, right? Okay, tomorrow we'll actually talk about what I wanted to talk about. So thanks a lot, Father Derek. You can talk about whatever you want to talk about. You're editing this. Mary Seat Quarantined is a Mary Seat of Wisdom dynamic original podcast.